0: W Media. Hey, welcome to Feminist Buzzkills Live, the show that's here to say we'll adopt all the royal corgis. I'm Liz Winstead, and I'm joined by my co-host, Moji Alawodayel.
1: Hello. It is great to see you, Liz. But sadly, our third will Marie is out as she was at the deathbed of the Queen. Oh, my God. She's going to kill you <laughs> for saying that.
0: Moji said that. Marie, just know that emoji. It was emoji. As emoji said that, that was not Liz. There was nowhere else she wanted to be. There is no one who hates the monarchy more <laughs> than Marie Khan. I'm putting that out there. Coming up on today's show, personhood. The next step on the baton death march of our bodily autonomy is inching its way closer to the Supreme Court, thanks to some Rhode Island crackpots. And South Carolina is the Gamecock State,
1: and these political cocks. Have a zero game. Plus, as abortion clinics close, the void is real and fake clinics are filling it. Joining us to talk about how anti-abortion politicians are taking your tax dollars to make it rain on these menace clinics is Ashley Underwood, fake clinic expert and director at Equity Forward. Plus, you know her from the show Better Things
0: and is the host of the podcast. Kill me now. Comedian Judy Gold is here to throw some hilarious fuel on the rage fire, all that plus the weekly roundup of the good, the bad, and the creepy news from the abortosphere. So let's get to it. So we had a we had a little break. We took it was a, so nice. We, we took a beefy two-week let's get our shit together break, and we come back. And South Carolina is going in hard. They Ugh. are pushing some. Redonculous abortion bans that are trash. The arguments about these bans have been weirder. And it is not unlike most state legislatures, but the closest thing they have to a doctor in their entire legislative body is a pharmacist. And they have so many butthurt men spending days trying to ban abortion just based on, well, you know. Based on nothing, actually nothing. Uh, And Moji's going to run down some detailed South Carolina fuckery in the news dump uh, for sure.
1: Yeah, I know I will. But it bears reminding that last year, another South Carolina politician wanted to make it legal to use a gun to stop someone from accessing abortion. That's right. To stop someone from having abortion to save the fetus. They thought weapons of war is the way. And a few years back, yet another South Carolina politician referred to women as a lesser cut of meat, which brings us to the South Carolina rep, Richard Cash, who made the news yesterday with this.
2: I understand what Senator Anderson is saying he's saying that 16 and 17 year olds are mature enough to decide to get married but they're not mature enough to be taught about contraception in school, and they're not mature enough to receive contraception on their parents' health plan, and they're not mature enough to get contraception from the health department, but they are mature enough to get married? Is that what you're saying? Well, it's a fair question, and I'm happy to answer it. I think my position, when this has come up before, is... um, If a 16 or 17 year old, uh, certainly if they have their parental consent and, and they wish to get married and their parents approve it, then, um, correct. I don't have a problem with that. But you just moved to table a bill that required parental consent to get birth control pills on the parent's health plan. Where's the logic? Well, the logic is, I believe sex belongs within marriage because sex leads to children and children needs parents. And so I'm not in favor of the state paying for contraceptives for unmarried children. Uh, I don't think that's a good policy. I think children come from sex and and children need mommy and daddy. And that means marriage. So mom and dad can give consent to get you married at 16, but not to put you on birth control.
3: Yeah.
0: Thank you. Sure. Okay. Well, there's a lot to unpack with that fuck face.
1: (laughs) That's so much idiocy in in just like a few minutes. That was a lot.
0: It's also like he keeps doubling down on this. Sex is for babies. And then you have a baby. Well, unless you have birth control. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. And also like just the whole idea that he can wrap around in his head that he would allow parents to let their 16-year-olds get married. Which is wild. Wouldn't allow those 16-year-olds to then in turn have birth control. if Because he's like, unmarried chil- children shouldn't have birth unmarried children shouldn't have birth control well it's like you know i don't know how many children are taking birth control i think there's sexually active teens who are taking birth control
1: uh what is he talking about he doesn't know what he's talking about that's what's wild he has no idea what he's talking about uh cuz what does yeah. he want those married teens to do start reproducing immediately 100% i mean this <laughs>
0: Because here's the thing about this dude, um, is he has per- in he is part of this whole South Carolina circus that's happening um, around these really strict anti-abortion laws, and he's proposing a ballot initiative because he said he wants to take abortion out of politics and give it to the voters, and the way that he wants to do that is to propose a ballot initiative and listen to the wording carefully because this is his wording and this is why it matters. He wants to propose a ballot initiative that says um, reproductive rights are guaranteed with exceptions. So by saying with exceptions and not codified into the constitution, it means that the legislature can then go in and just um, regulate, 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 regulate. Yeah, making the
1: exceptions that they know that we deserve. That's exactly correct. (laughs) That's
0: exactly correct. And so um, it sounds reasonable on his face until you break it down, right? And this dude has no reasonable in him. And I just want to say, Moji, to you that, as we know, uh, oftentimes when we hear outspoken morons spew bullshit, It's usually not the first time they've done it. And so I did some digging. Oh, you did a Google. I did a Google on good old uh, Richard Cash and found out he opposes same-sex marriage because, quote, God designed men and women for a unique type of companionship. A V kind
1: of companionship?
0: I'm unclear. (laughs) I'm not sure what a unique type of companionship (laughs) is. Um, I think maybe it's, yeah, P and V. I think you might be right. <laughs> I mean, which doesn't seem that unique to me. That no, seems sort of actually real, basic. real common, <laughs> real basic. Uh, also, and this plays into his whole uh, birth control nuttiness. He has eight kids, by the way. Uh, he also um, runs an ice cream truck for a job. I don't Does know. he really? Yes, he runs, an, he runs a he has a he has a chain of ice cream trucks. Uh, also, doesn't believe in climate change, which might be because he's because he wants the he wants it to stay hot all the time so he can sell more ice cream. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just me supposing. But um, he believes that life begins at conception and thus would prevent such quote unquote murders by ju- not just outlawing abortion but most forms of birth control.
1: So he's very much like 16-year-olds get married and start reproducing immediately.
0: True. And um Moji, just for some fun for you in my digging, I found him giving a speech in 2014 that I think is important for you to hear, but also important for Joe Biden to hear. As a reminder that there's no such thing as Maga Republicans and regular Republicans
1: because they're all Republican. I just want to remind everyone that Joe Biden listens to this podcast. Yeah, all, every week. <laughs> Number one commenter
3: uh, So
0: let me find this um, clip for you and I'll play it Moji uh, so you can have fun in this um hellscape that I found of good old Richard Cash.
4: Just say this. Today is Martin Luther King Day. Martin Luther King did a lot to help us as we struggle with racial equality and justice, friendship and kindness between the races. And we celebrate that achievement. What I want to say to you today is I, too, have a dream. When we consider the 55 million unborn children that have been killed in this land since 1973, I, too, have a dream. When we consider that one-third of the generation since 1973 is not with us because of abortion, I have a dream. And what is it? I have a dream that one day each and every unborn baby created in the image of God will enjoy the same constitutional protections that you and I receive. That's our promise. That's what the Republican Party stands for. Thank you very much.
1: I I just want to say the racist slash anti-abortion activists uh, are are not original.
5: <laughs> no. he, he
1: has is a never dream. Original? No, he has <laughs> a dream. Has, also, his dream is personal. I have dreams too, but like, dream bigger, dude. Damn. I know. I
0: know. I just love that he couldn't wait, and you know, he 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 got his. That was in 2014, oh, which is fun. why I was like. Joe Biden, when he said this is who the Republican Party is, when they tell you who they are, believe them. Believe them. Believe them. Because he's only had his seat since 2017. He got in a special election because the person who held his seat is now, horrifyingly, the uh, lieutenant governor of South Carolina. So there's such garbage state that, uh, you know, that, that same district that elected the lieutenant that elected richard cash also elected their lieutenant governor so um also those voters have some something wrong with them too uh
1: also gerrymandering i just want to point that out there (laughs) yeah i mean
0: (laughs) fair uh very fair so that is um that is richard cash in a nutshell that is south carolina and we just
1: call him richard trash because i like that much better Uh, and it makes me feel more comfortable one hundred percent. Richard Trash. <laughs> Richard, trash <laughs> Richard Trash has a trash ass dream. Richard Trash has a trash ass dream. I really like, just... thought he was going with zombies when he was like all of the unborn babies. And I was like, come back. Yeah. <laughs> well, also,
0: also like, he did that like weak sauce um, dinner theater, white person. I have a dream.
1: Yeah. Oh, God.
0: I have a dream. I don't like, think that's what Martin Luther
1: King had in mind. So.
0: I know. It's like. <laughs> fucking letters from a <laughs> Birmingham abortion clinic is that your is that your I
1: don't think that's what Martin Luther King had in no mind I don't
0: us. either anyway <laughs> just and that is just like that is just like the Richard Cash portion we are wrapping up here but we are getting to so much more uh South Carolina fuckery and other news so we're gonna get into the quick hits. so Moji let's hear about those Gamecocks and all the other cocks
1: Oh, so many cocks, so, so many, many cocks.
0: A so little time. Um,
1: South Carolina is literally doing the most, and so Wednesday, the South Carolina Republican Majority Senate Committee, they decided that exceptions to their ban, uh, abortion ban for rape and incest, are entirely too lenient for their state. So, therefore, they sent an abortion bill with no such exceptions to their legislature, where it will be debated by a bunch of men who are not doctors. Like Richard Trash. Like Richard Trash. And I just want to point out that the bill is terrible, but the terrible version before this was a bill that did have exceptions for rape and incest. But if someone took advantage of those exceptions, the victim's name would be given to the local sheriff within 24 hours of their procedure, because what good is uh, patriarchy if people have privacy?
0: Right. Oh, my God. So, you know, it just feels like they're on a they're on this crazy mission to just make it worse any way they can. And that's not all, is it? Moji? I was gonna that say, but,
1: but wait, there's more? <laughs> <laughs> South Carolina, <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. In even more awful, South Carolina news, a another Republican ding-ding-ding lawmaker, claimed that children who have been raped by their dads should just get plan B from Walmart. And don't need access to abortion. Um, now I'm not I'm not quite sure how 10 uh, year olds are supposed to get to Walmart and get that $50 that one might need for plan B. And when asked this question by a somewhat reasonable person, the l- legislator said, uh, the rape child would be taken by the ambulance. And um, I also want to know who's calling the ambulance. And I also wish that I was making this up.
0: Uh Okay, so you're a teen who's just, or a
1: child.
0: You're a child, (laughs) been raped by your parent, Mm -hmm. Um, and you should take an ambulance to Walmart Mm -hmm. and uh, find fifty dollars somewhere. Sell off your American Girl doll, I guess, Mm -hmm. right on Poshmark or eBay or wherever the American Girl doll, uh, you know, repository is. And and that doesn't seem like any trauma or realistic
1: or or nigh impossible for a 10 year old. (laughs) I don't don't know. I don't know how a 10 year old would manage that. Um, Uh, Well,
0: also, you know, we can't forget the guy who was sobbing over over um, hearing stories of of young people. Being you raped, the guy eating from abortions. South Carolina? Guy, another South Carolina guy. Yeah. yeah. Until we say it's not South Carolina <laughs> listeners, just know we're talking about South Carolina. Who had these crocodile tears sobbing about the bill that he signed uh, and pushed forward and how he couldn't didn't understand what the ramifications would be. Well, that fucking douchebag signed on to the same bill he was crying about. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. apparently he forgot, you know. Carrie Styles needs to go spit on the entire legislature of South Carolina. Just line up the Republicans and spit in their faces one by one like a spitting firing squad. I feel like this is something we can all get behind. Yeah. I feel like this is something we can all get behind. Uh, Also, we have to get to other... News oh, yeah. because There is so much news.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Tennessee and Texas had sweeping abortion bans that have gone into effect. The Tennessee ban makes it a felony with no exceptions for anything at all for anyone to provide an abortion. And the Texas um one has a hundred thousand dollar fine and life in prison for anyone who performs an abortion. Awesome. What a good week in
0: abortion. I oh, have good news. Thank God. I have good news. You want to hear oh it? God. Yeah, please. Okay. So if you follow our pod, we have been following this journey of Michigan and their ballot initiative. They want to get on the ballot in this November. They have one of those garbage old laws on the books from 1931 that criminalizes abortion. And a bunch of very dope activists got a ballot initiative going where they got 700,000 signatures. It's a record in Michigan. They only need 400,000. And- In the text of the ballot initiative, apparently, there's a run-on sentence. Ah. And so, in the run-on sentence, um, the anti-abortion extremists were like, no one can read this run-on sentence, so we're going to challenge it.
1: (laughs) They can't read hashtags?
0: Apparently, they can't read hashtags. So, um, which I think is a good point, now that I... Now that you say that, Moji, I think that they should actually, whoever brought forth this uh, this challenge to the Michigan thing, we should scour their social media and see how many times they've used hashtag thoughts and prayers, hashtag Jesus is the way. And be like, I can't read that. What does this mean? I can't read it. And then just prove their point that they're trash. Anyway. Uh, when it went before a panel of two Republicans and two Democrats, um, to see if it should get on the ballot because it's just like some sentencing errors, it was deadlocked. Of course, the Republicans, like, I don't know if I can read this either. I'm like, bitch, hashtag thoughts and prayers. Went to the Supreme Court yesterday, late in the evening. Uh, the Supreme Court of Michigan said, bitch, shut the fuck up. Can't you yes. read a hashtag? No, I, they didn't really say can't read a hashtag. But they were like, this is going forward. Everybody knew what they were signing. You know what? We're moving on. So yay,
1: Michigan. That is such good news. Oh, such I good love news. good news.
0: I do too, because Michigan is going to be a stalwart in like, as we move forward with where there's access, Michigan is going to be the place that has it. So <clears throat> the voters of Michigan, hopefully zombie lobby gone codifying abortion into their constitution is hopefully what will happen on the ballot in November. Um, More good news. Yelp, your favorite, should I eat here? Where can I get pizza if I'm bleeding and don't want to leave the house app? Uh, is now flagging crisis pregnancy center listings to avoid misleading abortion seekers with a big old warning sticker that reads, this is a crisis pregnancy center, and crisis pregnancy centers typically provide limited medical services and may not have licensed medical professionals on site. That's pretty innocuous, kind of straightforward, like these fuckers just might not have doctors and might have just limited medical services. I mean, I wish it would say these assholes are fake ass clinics uh, designed to talk you out of having abortions and lie to you about the procedure while shaming you for actually being a sexual human being. Run, run far away. But I'm going to take this as a win.
1: We'll settle where we have to
0: settle this. We'll settle where we have to settle. And, you know, there's some hot take in the USA Today uh, op-ed page on Thursday of, uh, you know, some white guy was very concerned that Yelp would is uh, misleading people. And it's like, what is misleading about actually saying these people will have a podiatrist on their board and call themselves a medical facility? <laughs> it is their garbage. They don't provide care, OBGYN care. They don't provide pap smears. They don't provide prenatal care. They don't provide wellness. They provide nothing. So good they for you. They provide Yelp. shame, Liz. They provide shame. Yeah, you know, and so good for you, Yelp. I'm glad they have those stickers and there's no amount of anybody that's gonna make me not say, Good for you, Yelp. Let's take it further. Um, the state of California, as you can imagine, full of socialists and people who are trying to destroy America, have passed historic legislation protecting and expanding abortion access. The bill prohibits California law enforcement and other specified individuals from assisting or cooperating with other states' investigations related to abortion, protects abortion-related medical information from being disclosed to those other states who are going to try to seek enforcement of their abortion bans, and basically expands access to abortion everywhere but the drive through at In-N-Out Burger and some select rides at Disney <laughs> Oh California, you just oh, go. Oh, CA. I know. It's like I'm picturing. Do you remember that? Um, do you watch uh, Reservation Dogs? No, no, I do not. Oh, it's great. Have Do you remember the TikTok video of the guy who was just drinking cranberry juice yes, on a skateboard? skateboard on the, yes. Yeah, he's on reservation dogs. So I'm picturing that guy just on the skateboard with like, you know, dreams Fleetwood Mac playing behind him, just doing an abortion in California. I'm you know, just like, <laughs> I'm on the boardwalk. I'm doing an abortion. I'm drinking the thing. It's like so great. Uh, and that is the good news uh, for this week. Um, but there's also news that's even weirder than that, if I am not mistaken.
1: Ah, I got a creep alert. The Florida judge who decided a teen girl who needed a judicial bypass couldn't get an abortion because her grades were too low for an abortion, but high enough for parenting, was finally voted out of office. Yes. And he is a peach. In his bid for re-election, his wife said that his Jewish opponent and current winner needed Jesus and that her heart was hard towards God, presumably because she's not Christian. She said that in her outside voice to voters. So thank you, Florida voters, for taking out that trash.
0: I want to call her Antisemity
1: Sam. Absolutely. That is fully her name. Antisemity Sam.
0: Um, That's good, Moji, but I'm going to take your Florida creep and raise you a Texas creep.
1: Oh, OK. They breathe you in w- there.
0: Yeah. You want to talk groomers? Yet another Texas anti-abortion monster has been arrested for allegedly soliciting a child for sex.
1: Gross.
0: That's right. Lucas Bowen, 33, the now former political director of Texas Right to Life, was arrested for knowingly soliciting a minor with the intent to engage in sexual conduct or sexual intercourse or deviant sexual intercourse, which I don't know what deviate sexual intercourse is, but it sounds like all intercourse that is not consensual is deviating from anything that has to do with consent. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was charged with online solicitation of a minor and his bond was set at $50,000. My favorite thing though, is his lawyer responded, this investigation revolves around a fictitious alleged minor created by law enforcement and posted on the internet. Cause we all know the old, the popo set me up with a fake child while I was trolling for real children on the internet scam. Uh Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a thing. It's a thing. But, um, (laughs) If that wasn't creepy enough, I just want to remind people, uh, as an aside, that nary six months ago, a dude named Ruben Beristigwe, who was external relations at Texas Right to Life from 2014 to 2015, was sentenced to 12 years in prison for being part of a ring that traded child pornography involving, wait for it,
1: babies. Nope. was it ready for that.
0: Yep. So two people in the past year from Texas Right to Life are predators and they call us groomers.
1: I was joking when I said they breed them there, but it turns out I was in fact correct.
0: You know, it seems like as this trend continues that um, it might be the case. And it's uh, creepy, creepy, creepy McGee. Uh, as always, these stories will be in our show notes. And as always, we remind you the best and most up-to-the-minute resources on clinics that are open where you can access an abortion near you and the funding you might need for your care is at the website, I need an A dot org. That's right. I need an A dot org. And Moji, We have a big story this week. We had so many little stories that we're only going to do one big story. Mm -hmm. And it's a doozy, man. It is a fucking doozy. Turns out the smallest state in the union has some of the biggest assholes. Uh, Yeah. 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 Wait, another state with a population of 12 will dictate access to abortion to all of us news. Rhode Island Catholics have lawyered up their fetuses and themselves and petitioned the Supreme Court asking them to hear a case that gives their pregnancies full personhood under the 14th Amendment. So basically, your pregnancy has the full landscape of rights that you and I have. It is not a great day to roll back into work after a vacay. What the fuck?
1: What's really exciting about this is that it's a basically a resurrection of an old ass thing. So these fetuses that are petitioning the Supreme Court are like three years old. Yeah, they're
0: now three. I mean, I don't even understand this. The 14th Amendment clearly says born persons. It has the word born persons in it. And I got to tell you that the reason they overturned Roe, they said that abortion, the word abortion wasn't in the Constitution, therefore we were not entitled to the rights to it. Well, you know what other word is not in the Constitution, Moji? Fetus
3: or
1: preborn? I would think, which a made, which is a made-up word that we have to listen to all the fucking time. Yeah,
0: or preborn. Yeah, uh, pregnancy. Pregnancy is not in the Constitution. (laughs) What are women? What are women in the
1: Constitution?
0: I mean, I don't think we're mentioned either, quite frankly. Uh, So are we nothing? I mean, apparently. uh, But, you know, it just feels like I don't know how you dance around the word born because the word fucking born is there. (laughs) So uh, the born identity, I don't know. Um, But and as we say, they petition the court. We don't know if the Supreme Court will hear it. But we are going to be following this very closely. And as always, thank you so much to Amani Gandhi and the Boom Lawyer podcast. Amani and Jessica are just always so great. So um that is happening. That is something we want you to watch. And that is something you need to stay tuned for. And we are going to be on that shit.
1: Yes, we will. The good time to roll into our guest. Yes, oh my gosh. We were at Netroots Nation a few weeks ago before our vacay, and we got to sit down with Ashley Underwood, director at Equity Forward, to talk about her work tracking the insidious growth and tactics of fake clinics in this country, and the dangerous way they are replacing actual clinics.
0: Ashley you're just like abortion all morning
1: you're just like doing it panels
0: they have a great panel
1: right before this on the fake clinics that I highly recommend so for folks who didn't get to see the first session that Ashley and Moji were on we wanted to make sure that we could lay out what these fake clinics are for people um, how they're slipping in and replacing actual clinics and how heavily
5: resourced they are on individual state levels so Ashley could you give us an overview of these fake clinics who they are what they what they purport to do what they actually do. <laughs> Absolutely, so these clinics are anti-abortion centers. That is the term that we use at Equity Forward uh, because it is the clearest and most concise way to- way to describe what they do. They solely exist to deter people from accessing abortion care. And so they have very sophisticated schemes and tricks to get people into their doors and lie to them. Um, That's what those anti-abortion centers are. And although they purport to offer services to people, those services are never free. Um, People have to sit through classes to earn what these centers call um, mommy money, um, which is awarded based on how many minutes or hours that you have set through mandated bias counseling and and it's just like ridiculous. It's very stigmatizing to most birthing and parenting people. Um, some centers are a little fancy and they give out daddy dollars. Um, <laughs> if the dads come and those are not used for baby goods that can be used for sporting equipment and like hunting mm. things, you know, things that like cis men are into apparently. Um, and so, and so, yeah. And so as a researcher who has investigated the tactics of these anti-abortion centers, including the lack of support they, Um, actually provide for people, and again, as a mother who knows how much money toddlers take because snacks are expensive, um, I'm really offended by by the existence of these centers, and definitely I think everyone should do everything they can to make sure they're defunded. You know, Ashley, I'm so glad the
0: Mommy Money Daddy Dollars thing. So I was reading a while back, and we talked about this on the pod a while back, the person who started this program of Mommy Money and Daddy Dollars, which is so that somebody can volunteer and work to get these things, created it because she was offended that people who needed help um, would say no sometimes to what they offered because they mm-hmm. didn't need it. It was this really shitty white savior shaming thing where it's like, oh, just because someone has to get their needs met doesn't mean they need your your shitty broken stroller or your seventy nine hundredth onesie. You know, for for some someone should be able to say no with dignity because yep. they don't need it. And it was the article was so gross that I just wanted to point out that like. That shit's gross on like some next level of its origin story.
5: Yeah, and Liz, the curriculum that you're referring to is called Earn While You Learn. So that's what those, that's what the censors use. Um, And it's, it's, like you said, it's absolutely rooted in white supremacy and anti-blackness because it comes from this idea that people do not deserve things, that you have to work for things. And people who are already um, eligible for TANF, which is Temporary Assistance for Needy Families, are already living below the poverty lines. And so what these censors are saying is, hey, you're pregnant, but you don't deserve diapers. I am the best person to tell you what to do with your body and what to do with your baby. So you need to sit down and listen through these lessons and then I'll give you what you want. And that's just another la- layer of like grossness of why these things yes. don't need access. Even if I'll give you what I think what you
0: should I have. Exactly right? Exactly. And yeah.
5: that's just so worst. And I'm sorry, the other issue of that <laughs> too
4: <laughs>
5: is that when we think about people who are living under the poverty line, time is their most valuable resource. Yes. And so mm-hmm. people do not have time to... Find out where these sensors are. Take a bus. Take an Uber. Walk over there. Find childcare because another thing that we have found with Equity Forward records is um, some of these sensors they stated in their like grant reports, "Hey, you could come, but don't bring your kids." Like that's what Whoa. they've said in the grant reports that we found, like in Ohio, for example. So it's like, mm. and again, what we know about people accessing abortion is that the overwhelming majority of people accessing abortion care who are in need of abortion care. Are already parents, so again, it's just levels on levels on levels of like stigma and engrossed. Don't come to this. You can centers. come to this
1: McDonald's, but you can't bring your kid. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck? also like this idea of like yeah, you need things, and so oh well. Yeah. And and I know that there was
0: clinics or fake cl- some of the fake clinics that we we've done some calling and we've done some like fake infiltrating of them um, won't help your existing yes. children mm-hmm. if you say like I'm. I I am pregnant. I don't know and could you help me with my existing children? Like no, only the the pregnancy? Only the fetus. Like so the extension of actually helping?
5: It doesn't exist.
0: No. No. The illusion to help is an investment and a marketing tool and they've spent a lot of money on marketing their illusion of care.
5: Yes. They've spent a lot of money and so the thing about these centers is that they exist in all Um, 50 states. Um, There are 14 states that use public dollars, including federal TANF funds, that are supposed, again, to go to low-income people to fund alternatives to abortion programs. Um, States allocate hundreds of millions of dollars to these programs. Texas is a perfect example of that. Their Alternatives to Abortion program is funded at $100 million in the state of Texas. How much of that actually goes to Mm -hmm.
2: patients?
5: Very little. (laughs) very, very little. Um, equity forward in our research, we have found that like the overwhelming um, the overwhelming majority of these funds are being used towards personnel, staffing, overhead costs because they have to pay their rent. Don't worry about the other people who they're trying to get into their doors who cannot pay their rent. Um, and then marketing. They are definitely using these TANF dollars to engage with SEO professionals to expand their reach to lure and to see even more people into their doors. Um, and yeah, th- th- this is what your public dollars are being used for moji will you talk about the ranch oh so
0: texas with this hundred ranch. million they're they're doing these ranches and how they're
1: trying to like help. so it's i don't know if texas is funding this yet but I, they're just in this void that we have of like access to abortion there are all these crazy wackadoos stepping into the cracks and in texas and there was a article about this in the New York Times. Um, Some religious-minded couple decided that they were just going to create a ranch uh, for pregnant people, and they were going to model a Christian family, and people could come and work on the ranch and have their kids and live this Mm -hmm. pastoral, weird life. um, Essentially because they have no other choice, uh, which is not necessarily a CPC, but it kind of is its own weird off Sounds like a cult.
0: Well, you had to commit to also living in the sort of Christian relationship thing, and but talk about the man cave because the man cave okay, is—that's
1: so a different article. You're complaining our article. Oh I'm shit! Sorry. The branch was one thing, but that was a CPC. There was an article, I think, also in the Times. No, Washington Post. The Washington Post about the expansion of a CPC because they were getting this Texas money, and so this woman was redesigning. Their um fake their their abortion. What is I'm sorry I'm using the wrong um, their
5: anti-abortion center. Their
1: anti-abortion center, and they were basically making like a hateful IKEA, and they were creating a man cave so that people who brought cis men who brought the, their their partners who wanted to get these you know pregnancy tests, which is often how you're lured in, could be could play pool while being counseled about fatherhood. So
0: distract them while they're playing pool. Exactly. So that they aren't exactly understanding
1: how, what, parenting what parenting is What like? parenting is, what parenthood is, and wow. what they might be getting into. Um, and yeah, that was basically, it was just like, oh my gosh, we have all this money now, um, our anti-abortion center, and we can now just do some some designing. We can uh, get a Herman Miller chair and everything. <laughs> Cappuccino machine, but no health care. No health care. Um, uh, Marie, you want to go
0: in on a little bit about actions people, people could take? Oh, yes.
1: So... We want to expose these communities. We want to make sure that people understand, like those of us that are on the ground. I'm in New York City. There's a fake clinic called Abortos NYC, going directly after Spanish-speaking communities, people of color. What can we do as folks on the ground to expose these entities that are not providing care and to get actual politicians and us motivated?
5: Yes. um, Well, number one, the easiest things to do is just to talk about anti-abortion centers. And some very, very simple facts that you can talk about is that although they love to boast that they get all this money to give out diapers, that is not what they're doing. They're totally wasting public dollars to do what they want. Um, An example of this is the group Human Coalition, um, that is the Texas-based group um, that runs a $100 million program in Texas, their Alternative to Abortion program, um, they love to boast that they gave away about $270 million, but that works out to about $135 per person for their clients. And $135 isn't anything, like, that's not an insignificant amount for someone who is really in a financial bind, but that's not enough to, like, sustain someone who especially Mm-mm. is raising a family. So number one, just, like, calling attention to that, so calling attention to what these centers are. And when you hear, people talk about fake clinics and pregnancy resource centers and all these billboards, call them anti-abortion centers because that's what they are. That's what they do. Um, Number two is if you are in a state that has a publicly funded program, figure out which state agency is managing that program so that you can devise a strategy for accountability. That could mean, you know, like talking to the director of the agency, talking to your state auditors, seeing if you could get your attorney general involved. Like there's many pathways to get these programs defunded. And then thirdly, reach out to Equity Forward. Um, As I said, we love to do public records. This is what we do. Um, It's a very nerdy thing, but it's very exciting to me and my team personally. And so if you are a state organization or even an individual who wants to have more information about how these monies are being used, we would love to help out and devise and draft some FOIAs for you to send at your state and then figure out an action to get this, this information amplified.
0: I cannot stress enough how valuable Equity Forward's work is because we we talk about it here in, like, broader terms, but the information breakdown is really accessible. It's also jaw-dropping. The work you do is so great, and then the way you present it is, like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, over and over again, and I love it. Um, and the one thing I also just wanted to say, too, about these um, clinics, and, and especially, the Knights of Columbus are gigantic fucking... Funders of these fake clinics and especially of buying um, ultrasound machines for the clinics themselves. If you want to be totally grossed out, Google uh, Pittsburgh Archdiocese Blesses Ultrasound Machine and you will find an article of the Archbishop pushing holy water on the ultrasound machine in one of these fake (laughs) clinics. It is you. It's you exceptional. So look out for the churches. Look out for the government. Look out for all of it. Ashley, your work is invaluable. Thank you so, so much. And again, stay up to date with Equity Forward's work by following them at Equity Forward on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you so much.
5: Thank you.
0: Yay. That was so great. And look, if you're fired up about how much these scam centers suck, then go to ExposedFakeClinics.com and learn more about how to take action and better inform your community that these fuckers exist. And now it is time for the podcast game show that is sweeping the sphere, six degrees of abortion. It is simple. Moji is going to throw a news story at me that is not connected to abortion and i have six tries to try to connect it to the issue moji what is this week's story
1: so this week's story kith hip streetwear brand what um, is it K-H, k-i-t-h uh cool ass brand known to all the cool hip kids about the cool hipness um uh, and also kind of known for their um, spokesmodels, kind of being a little bit on the old side, decided that Jerry Seinfeld was the best representative for their brand. And they unveiled their campaign um, this week. So we would like you to, and we thought this would be fun. I thought this would be fun. Link Jerry Seinfeld to abortion. Are you kidding me? I knew you could do it and I knew it would be fun. Go ahead. Just get it done. Get her done get her done we never have an opportunity to talk about jerry seinfeld
0: (laughs) i mean the easiest way for me to do it is in my early days i opened up for jerry seinfeld several times for several shows i am me (laughs) therefore jerry seinfeld me opening for jerry seinfeld uh leads to abortion which sounds slightly dirty um, and yet there we are <laughs> and yet there we are uh wow that is uh i am I'm, I'm curious as to that uh that in that brand of clothing
1: oh you're about to go out and be a kith fan now you're gonna be just I
0: doubt it going but to maybe. their cereal bars i think there's, I think there's, uh, no, no, there's you not know nothing. i i i, I think there's one near your neighborhood in brooklyn <laughs> We don't need to be revealing my neighborhood in Brooklyn. Um, I said I'm near. At, yeah, near. <laughs> I mean, I I also just have a thing about like people who have more money than anyone in the world
1: being spokespeople and getting more money. <laughs> oh, so I'm I, glad that I didn't pick uh, that. Uh, Bradley Cooper is the face of Louis Vuitton. <laughs> oh,
0: that would have. Been, I, but I could have I could have tied that one too. That one, because Sarah Silverman is in his new movie about Leonard Bernstein, and Sarah Silverman, as we know, is a great friend of Abortion Access Front Mm -hmm. and this podcast and all things, um, and all things me. She is.
1: Two six degrees in one segment. The fuck list I do, and I'm going to call that one back if I lose on the
0: other one. I'm gonna be like, I have one, I have one in my pocket that I did win, I'm gonna throw out there in the world. Um, oh my god, that is so funny. Well, um, I win, thank you, Moji. I want to feel excited about winning, <laughs> and I feel like that's a perfect time to bring on our guest because our guest has also worked with Jerry Seinfeld many many times. Joining us now is one of the legends of stand-up comedy, actor, writer, host of the podcast, Kill Me Now, and one of the amazing performers in our comedy music special, Do Re Me Too, which is coming out October 6th, the one and only Judy Gold. Judy Gold, I don't even know, how are you placing your rage in order of priority?
3: (laughs) Wow. You know, as you know, Liz, I've known you for Oh God, 35 years. I don't oh. even know.
5: <laughs>
3: and I've always been a little bit full of rage, but, and I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, like that. I didn't think it could get to this level. Like I, like, I'm not a hateful person. Like I'm a really, you know, I'm, I'm, abrasive, I'm outspoken, I'm loud whatever you want to call me but I'm kind and I'm uh, I try to see the good in people and and as a comedian you know you connect you try to connect and connect it's all about connecting I have never felt such vitriol I didn't even know I had it in me mm. um I also never imagined ever that we would be in this position. And I remember in the 80s, my mother volunteered at the National uh, Council for Jewish Women. They're Um, our big
0: partners. We love them.
3: they're, They're amazing. And she, you know, would help them with stuff. And she came home and gave us hanger, hanger necklaces. And, you know, it's just funny because... You think, think something's settled. You think you've done the work. And as a gay, too, as a gay, as fighting for marriage equality and saying, wow, okay, how much how much more massage miso- I mean, it all boils down to hatred of women. That's all it is. It yeah. is misogyny, 100%. And you know, the thing that I think,
0: I say this a lot, but like progressives and liberals are so good at we get a win and then we fucking take a vacation. Like I'm guilty of it. I was guilty of it until I really started doing this work for real. And then it it was so apparent to me. And the thing that I hit home to everybody is patriarchy doesn't take a holiday. 24-6, 365, these fuckers, they want us profoundly destabilized. Like I wouldn't be surprised if they're working on a mechanism that they can just fuck and it will cook for them and it will do their laundry and then they just will <laughs> eradicate us from the
3: earth. It's- they have that already.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Those are the women dismantling. Our rights.
3: <laughs> that, you know, it, it, you know, the men anger me, um, to no end, you know, but the women, yeah, oh, the
0: women, yeah, the, the women. women,
3: the women who are so fuck. Can I curse on this? Oh yeah. So fucking Please curse. <laughs> hypocritical. Right. So fucking like that. You know, did you watch Mrs. America? Oh my God. We did a, Mrs. Did a America show after it. show. Yeah. Why was- am I not invited to these things? Judy, okay. you are invited.
0: We just need to go to you. Your management okay. sometimes says you're busy.
3: Oh no. Just go to me. Cause they're yeah, all like, right yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, Listen, yeah. here's the thing. Um, I watched that and I watched the Phyllis Shaffley hypocrisy of, you know, we don't want independence and yet she is going out there as an independent woman lobbying and having a job outside of the home and just the, this hypocrisy and this need to be submissive and, and that it, you know, look, if you want that, have fun enjoy if you like being a doormat and you you're you're satisfied i mean there's plenty of men who are just dumb and just simple and wanna just like go to work and then come home and you know and there's women like that like this satisfies me that's fine but don't you fucking tell me what i can and cannot do with my body what i am entitled to what my rights are how what i what you know that i shouldn't get paid as much that I am less than, that I am not qualified for, that I am too old. I mean, look at comedy guys, guys never age out. No, never. never. I mean, yeah, I know. I have never, I've been turned down so
0: many times for like Netflix specials, HBO. Now I'm too old. I'm like, I've never been more relevant. Dying a fire, but also Judy, those women who are so, first of all, underachieving gold diggers, basically, you know, they are benefiting from patriarchy. They're benefiting. They're like, I just really want to live in this nice house and take care of it and have my kids. And the fact that you're just like requiring things of me, it's just like- But no one's
1: requiring that. that.
0: Why you? I like. I'm like. You can do
1: it. Whatever you want. It's the idea that you're rallying against our right to do what we want to do is the wildest part. And it's also the same with like abortion. We're just like, wait, if you don't want abortion, just don't have one.
3: Don't have one. Don't have have one. one. Why you gotta talk about mine? The the thing is, is that you know the term equality, which has been you know something that I've fought for for since you know the first AIDS walk. Since you know every part of your being, Judy. Right. So when we think about equality and when we think about feminism, we think about that every, it's equal, that, that everything is as important. Everyone's voice is equal. Feminism is not about just women. It's that women and what they say is as relevant, as valid, and should be heard as much as every fucking entitled white male in this country who 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 are in power and ruining the fucking country and, and are mediocre at best half the time. Yes. Not even they're not even excellent. They're just no, not at all, not at all.
0: Found mediocrity, right? And, and they, that's part of their drive, though. I think they know they're mediocre, so they're and we and they know that we know. It's right. like a line in winter. You know that I know. I know that right, you're, right, right, right. you're a very knowledgeable family.
3: Yeah. We, we, you know, and they know that we know, but mm-hmm. they don't stop. You're right. You know, these Democrats, I'm getting really frustrated because the Democrats, yeah, okay, you're, you're, you know, you're respectful. Um, yes, let's, let's be moral. Let's. But you know what? That doesn't mean you can't have balls. That doesn't mean you can't get angry. That doesn't mean, you know, you can't fight the way they fight. Yeah, Moji. M- Moji's sick of
0: hearing me say this, but I say it constantly. Stop bringing a PowerPoint presentation to a right, night. Right. right. Yes. <laughs> just stop. Like it's so embarrassing, and yes. like really just digging into the crevices to find some both sidesism that is just bullshit. Right. You know, it's like you know what? They're just like us. They pull their jack boots up one foot at a time. It's like shut the fuck. What?
3: No,
5: they're well, not my like trying to
1: find. Democrats like concede in a way where it's just like, oh, we're really taking one step backwards and then they're taking two steps forward and then we take another step backwards. I
3: know. We always, we always do. And we we rest on our laurel. We, we. you're right, Liz. Like you're absolutely right. It's like, okay, done. Let's take a vacation. No, they don't take vacations. No. Oh. Their vacation and joy and spank bank is seeing
0: us being oppressed. Do you think right. that they are not joking at us?
1: Oh, oh please. all the time. All they the basically time. said, we'll raise you, we'll take Barack Obama and we'll raise you Trump. Like that
3: literally is what this country did. Oh, that Trump was it, exactly, that's exactly what it was. It was about the fact that we had the first black president um, who but was, was great, great, who was smart, who was respected, who did his job. Cl- Classiest family, I think, ever in the White mm-hmm. House. Hard to agree. <laughs> um, uh, just like, like amazingly great people. And they fucked. You know they fucked and they I were totally <laughs> Right. But but then it, this is a referendum on that. And when we had, you didn't have to like Hillary Clinton. You know, you didn't have to. You you uh, Please, it's a job and she was qualified and all these young this is really pisses me off these young girls you know who are voting for the first time who are like you know what i don't i don't really like her and i'm going to there's going to be a woman president in my lifetime so um yeah i'm just not going to vote for her and 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 you juxtapose that with the 100-year-old woman being wheeled to the polling place saying i never thought I would live to see the day where I could vote for a woman, right? Um, and it, it's this—it's this privilege. It's—it's it's, you know I feel it in the gay community. I feel gay privilege, in, in you know mostly from white gay men. But mm-hmm. I do feel this like, oh yeah, we're rich now. We don't, you know, oh. we don't need you. Um, like I'm in Provincetown. I'm in Provincetown, and it's—it's it's upsetting. It's upsetting, you know, that it's being taken over by wealthy, white, you know, rich men. And look, I'm the mother of two very straight white boys, but you I want you to know that there's not a day that goes by where I don't remind them who their parents are, how we how we are treated in this world, how they should treat women. And, you know, it's interesting because, you know, Moji, I know you have a Male. Son, yes. Right. <laughs> Male. And I, as having two adult sons raised by women who are straight, um, I asked their girlfriends if they're different, you know? Because trust know. women, because
1: sometimes men don't know what they're doing.
3: Right. And I said, are they different from other guys you have um dated? And they said that both of them, they both talk about their feelings all the time. Um, not afraid to cry. Um, and don't think a woman is incapable of doing anything. You know what I mean? Like respectful, not like equal. And this is the other thing I noticed. Both of my straight sons have very close platonic relationships With women or like, oh, she's my best friend. Like they know how to be a friend. They know where the boundary is. So
1: you're saying they think women are people?
3: People. (laughs) They treat them like human beings.
0: But Judy, that's also like, I feel like that's like just them growing up in, in your household, under your roof. Like they, you can teach so much but you can just also be in the world with your kids and they see that what's possible. They've seen your competence in a realm of things. They wouldn't, they were foundationally exposed to somebody just doing it in the world and didn't have any kind of like second guessing about it, right, which I right. think is fucking amazing. Yeah, oh, I, have, I actually hilarious. see that also in- in sons that have been raised in single mother households yes you know when they don't have this like second guessing um male figure like telling them other shit or taking over or 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 lending themselves to some sort of like i've got to fill in here because obviously you can't pull out a ladder
3: right right. or having
1: expectations about what women should do and shouldn't do right like I'm like, in my house, my son is going to be raised thinking, no, men do the cooking, because that's what it's like in my house.
3: <laughs> right. Yeah. These, you know, these specific role models that we have, I, I don't know, embraced. and. I mean, it's, I mean, you think about it. Women couldn't even get a credit card. They couldn't get a mortgage when I was, like, in junior high school. Yep. Yes. You know, like, it wasn't that long ago. Like right. Roe v. Wade, 1973. Right. 1973. Right. I was in sixth grade, you yeah. know? It's yeah. wild that a right like that could come and go in like a reasonable lifetime. <laughs> yeah.
1: Come and go. Well, also,
0: it's just, it's just also, even in, even in comedy, you know, it's it's a, a there was such a turning point in my career and I'll never forget it. I, was t- I used to have this joke in my act where it was like, um, you know, have you ever noticed that maybe male Great Dane should have to wear underwear in public? <laughs> I remember
3: I, that joke, right? And I would tell that joke, and it would get a huge laugh. I remember that joke. I it, it, it would it. get a yeah. huge laugh. Yeah, and then it stopped getting laughs, and
0: I was like, "I'm not going to tape myself. Why is this joke tanking now?" And I just subconsciously started saying, "I think male Great Dane should have to wear underwear in public." And the second I just inserted the phrase "I think", I think. rather than Ever noticed, um, it became this threat to the audience, right? And then I was like, Well, fuck it. If they're gonna be mad at me because I'm thinking about stuff, I might as well just kind of do a reevaluation of what I'm saying on stage and just start saying shit because it's a radical act to be a woman and have an opinion and stand on stage and say it. We decided we're funny, we're decided what we have to say matter. Like that shit's real. That's not like made up. That's real. No one said, you know what? Let's the Judy and Liz's up
3: the, of the world up there saying shit and taking up space. No, we had to claim our space. And right. Put ourselves there. You know, it, that's so true. You know, say, I think, and it's like, oh, you have an opinion. That's yeah. your opinion. Uh, no, no, it, it, you don't, you, you're not entitled to an opinion. And, you know, I feel like in a way, and I, I don't think people who weren't, who never did, you know, who weren't in the stand up world like we were, I don't think they understand. We never got to work together because never. they would never have more than one woman on a show. We Unless it was a pre show. Unless it was, Unless a it was like her hysterical ladies, you know, la- ladies getting <laughs> fucked ladies who don't get fucked. And, and it was always a special event. It's a, and it still is. I will, I refuse now to go on any show that is, you know, girls, ladies, you know, because I, I'm done. I'm done with that. But we never got to work together. Um, We were on the road alone. A lot of times it was dangerous. Um, And people don't understand that these guys that were in comedy uh, and they got something, they got a series or they got a show, then they brought all their buddies along, you know? And they all became wealthy, and they all became powerful. And it was one woman out of a thousand men who would get something, mm-hmm. and hopefully try to bring some of us. Yep. But you know, they've set up the system. There's only room for one of you, um, oh. and and we bought into it. Oh yeah and and causing this friction between people and then you get to a point where you're like wait what the fuck i can take a- well i already take up a lot of space so i think i sort of had this you know i physically take up a lot of space cuz i'm 62 but you know I, I feel like i you see women and they they're not taking up space but i think now they're you can see their gait, the way they enter a room, the when they enter a club, the way they get on stage. It's like, don't fuck with me. yeah. Um, but I don't think feminism is, especially in comedy, is talking like a guy talks on stage. No, It's talking about what's relevant to you and it's as equal, as funny, as valid. As what a guy says on stage. Well,
0: Judy, do you remember like you would be rewarded if you ignored your who you were on stage as a woman? Like, and they would say like, oh, I love that that comedian because she never talks about being a woman. And it's like I have no other frame of reference. Also, I don't know what it's like to be a man. But when when I hear a funny man talk about their experiences, I'm not like. Don't talk about that because I've never been through it. Mm-hmm. Right. Why, why
3: is that a thing? Why was right. that? A- it's exactly right. And people, how many people came up to you and said, I don't really like women comedians. Yeah. Oh, but you're really funny. I remember, I'm sure you remember this, like in the eighties, the late eighties, when we would call, you know, we were, there were all these one nighters emoji around, like, you know, where you would just go out and get like 200 bucks or whatever, but you had a call. Yeah. It was a phone. And, I remember calling so many clubs and them saying, I'm not kidding. Oh, and I'd be like, oh, I just did Evening at the Improv or Caroline's Comedy or VH1 Stand-Up Spot, whatever was going on. Um, And I'd like to work your room. And they would say, we had a woman here last week. Yeah. And she didn't do well. So we're not hiring women. It's like, oh, and every guy you had on stage just killed. Oh, shoot. So that one woman was the standard. And if one woman bombed, we're
1: out of, we're done with women for a week or a month or so. Oh, 100% all the
0: time. Or we have a woman already booked on the show or, um, you know, maybe, but like, I don't know if you can follow any of our
3: openers. I've had them say to me. Oh, but then when you get, I remember the amazing Jonathan, God rest his soul said to me, you're really funny now end with something no one can follow and you will headline. And that's what I did. I, I, I had that ending where I sang singing. and I'm telling you I'm not going and I would have them flash the lights telling me to get off stage and I would become Jennifer holiday. Um, and I remember that they stopped wanting to follow me. I started headlining, but then they would purposely, some club owners would purposely put on misogynistic men before oh, me. Oh, so you would to try to blow you out of the water. Uh, right. Oh, order no, to dumb down right. the audience so you know what i mean so that the whatever so they didn't is, have to work know, so hard have to, <laughs> they you have to curate a comedy show it it you for certain people work with certain people you know i want someone who has the audience listening who tells you know great material you know i and then you know gets them in the mood of like comedy you know but then there's they would put on these guys that were filthy or music acts or um yeah i write about it in my book there was one guy who did i was in georgia marietta remember that club in marietta georgia I yeah
0: it was called the punchline
3: yeah mm-hmm. i was called a kike and a jew and, and there but when i got on stage they had this guy opening for me and he remember john wayne bobbit the wife cut the yeah, dick of off course. so he gets on stage Right before me, Wait, and John, John Wayne Bobbitt got no. on stage. No, 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 no! What does he do? He's awesome. <laughs> he did comedy, John this Wayne Com- Bobbitt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but he got on stage before, and and his jokes were uh, about. Can you imagine being the policeman finding the penis? Like, oh no, picking it up. You pick it up. You pick that up. I'm not touching that like that. And then the size of his shits. And that that him his brother compare size of their shits. And then it was like, and here's your comedian Judy Gold. And it was, it it you you just don't get it. And if you look at old, you know old old um, clips of women of of Jean Carroll of uh, Phyllis Diller of um, you know Moms Mabley of uh, Joan, you see these women. Get up there and they have a disclaimer basically saying, hi, I know I'm a piece of shit. And I should be, you know, yep. Yep. ironing my husband's handkerchiefs. Okay. And then here's my material. And they all did that. Like Phyllis Diller had a beautiful body, but she purposely wore these half tans because she had to, you know, desexualize herself. She wanted people paying attention to her. Um, and they all did this. They all were like self-deprecating, self-deprecating. and then went in for the kill. Yeah. And I don't see one man get up there without feeling entitled to say whatever the fuck they want. Right. Right. Without,
0: you know, men don't ever second guess if the audience will like them. Right. If they don't they care. Walk up with this assumption that, well, I'm here. So obviously I deserve to be here. And whatever right. I have to say is amazing. Right. Um, But I want to just shift gears for a second, Judy, sure. kind of shift gears because I'm a giant fan of better things and I love oh, you on it.
3: Thank and, I, you.
0: and I, and I feel like Pamela Adlon is one of those people that we talk about who got hers and has brought around. Like, I love Rebecca Metz.
3: I, oh, I love- uh, awesome. Cree summer. I mean, uh, Judy Reyes, um, Alicia Reiner,
0: Alicia Reiner. Amazing. And they have been like also people who like Alicia and Rebecca both have been super tight on with working with us on abortion. But I look at it and I think I think I just need to hear from you just an anecdotal, warm like story, just because I want to believe that that is the utopia that we are heading towards in this new way that when women get power, they bring women along. And I I'm assuming by looking at that show, that that's what that show is.
3: You're right. Okay. So as far as Pamela is concerned, you know, she does surround herself with women and men, gay men, trans women, um, There's a a trans actor on the show that you would never even know. Um, The fact that that show is about a single mother and three girls who become women um, and is so brutally honest Mm -hmm. and yet, oh, like after an episode, you're like, oh, yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not tied up. Right. It's not like you know. It's real fucking life. It's messy and, and it's so messy, touching. Yeah, and so as as a writer, it, it was you know it was so wonderful to deal with all of these issues that are real fucking issues. And there is an episode um, that I wrote on where uh, where there is an abortion, and I and I said. Um, and I remember writing, you know, because she has, well, it's, you can watch the whole season, but she has her best gay friend, um, pick up her daughter. Cause her daughter doesn't tell her she's having an abortion. It's, it's as if it's her decision. It, she really, you know, she, she didn't, her daughter didn't tell her she was going for an abortion. She called her mother's best friend. Who's part of the family. Who's a chosen member of the family. To pick her up, and I remember uh, thinking about what to, what he his position is picking her up at that abortion clinic. What is the first thing he's going to say to her um, as she comes in? Thinking about being a woman who, you know, is at this stage of her life where she's an adult and she's making all these decisions by herself about what's best for her. Life, her future and her future family and present family. And all I could think of was something to break the tension, which was did they give you a lollipop? Yeah. And and that's one of the proudest lines I wrote on that show because of that buildup of tension of You know, this is a profound moment in Mm -hmm. a woman and a girl's life.
0: And Judy, I have to say, the thing that I love so much about this episode is that I'm the youngest of five kids in my family, four girls and a boy. When all of my sisters had daughters that were becoming of reproductive age... And we would talk about that and they were all like the hip moms, right? And they were all like, but my daughter's going to come to me and it's going to be fine because, you know, we have that relationship. And I said, look, the complicated relationship between a mom and a daughter, some, like I, I said to my, each of my sisters, have you ever gone shopping with your daughter? And she walks out in an outfit and says, Hey, do I look fuckable in this?
3: Right. No, she right. Never. Has. Right. Because, she will never.
0: Because, yeah. I said, because that is those she wants to be able to be sexual and be her, but also climb into bed with you and be vulnerable. And that's where I come in. Like right. let me be that person. Right. And so that episode was that for me. And I was so glad that it was. Cause moms, they're like, but why didn't you? And it's like, oh, but you didn't. And that's okay. You went to this other person. So that was a really. Well, like, yeah. It goes through episode. the,
3: it goes through the whole, you know, the season yeah. till the end. Yes. And, and it's so great the way Pamela was like, okay, that's what she wants. Like that it, it's sort of this, you know, fly away. You, yep. you know, and you know, this idea that abortion is birth control It is disgusting. I'm going to reframe you on that. Who cares? Who yeah, cares? that's true. That's true. That's true. That's right? true. Yeah, that's true. Because,
0: uh, uh, you know, we go through phases, right? And it's like, if abortion is moral, which we all agree, if it doesn't harm in any way your fertility going down the line, mm-hmm. um, then who cares how many... Abortion Wait, and substance. it's no yes.
3: one's business right. no one's fucking right. business right yeah
0: exactly I know Judy we could talk to you for hours no, I
3: want to talk more all right I know we have to wrap girl but you'll
0: come back you're gonna come, can back. come back please and come can back do a- you can come back I and would- do all the things with us you can be part of I all I know the but things. I
3: feel like all right you have, do you have my, e- you better, I'm going to say, se- yeah, I think you have my email because you of told me you Of course I have your family. email. Is it the same one
0: you've had for a thousand years? No. It's not the AOL account anymore? No. You changed
1: your email? <laughs> years ago.
0: <laughs> do you, you know
3: have what? AOL still? Do you have no. AOL? I'm not, but I, I, we have friends who are still have AOL. Like Sarah Silverman, Silverman still has an AOL. still has AOL. yes. 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 <laughs> My
0: friend, Jim Colucci still has AOL. Oh, Jim has AOL. That's right. Yeah. So look, Judy, you just need to be in the fold. That's all there is to it. You're just But Judy, I just in the want fold. you to know, like,
3: I know how hard it was for you to have to, you know, shift gears. Um, And I have to say thank you to you because, um, and I said this, I think we were a club coming and I said, uh, you know, the, what, what you have done and, and your, you know, myopic focus on this, uh, issue that is so important uh, on behalf of any normal woman in this country, I have to say thank you. And thank you for constantly not stopping, you know, it's, You're you're not like the Democrats where it's like, okay, okay. (laughs) you know, and it's it's so important. And I want I want to be a part of that because, well, you
0: know what, we're going to rope you. in. you know, the problem was we had such big plans right before covid. I know getting people to go out on the road like, you know, because we had started this tour that started building momentum. So now that we are in a state of just constant covid and we're going to be going back out and doing things, you're going to be back in the family. But I also just want to say to you. Um, and Moji and everybody, really, every single time there's a conversation about abortion, um, somebody feels included that, one, that yeah. didn't before. And that's just huge. And because unless we change hearts and minds, you know, and, le- and that's why I stopped you to say, wait a minute, let's talk about that for a second. About what if somebody does use birth control? It's just because what? someone said that to me, like, I can't and I was like, fuck you. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I just I am so. I'm just so grateful that putting your face and your voice in front of this matters because you do get shit. People come after you. It's a whole thing. But you know, not giving fucks is why I love you so much. And and also because you are allowed to not give fucks because your heart is so big and you know who you are and you know what's best for the world. And I feel like really lucky to know you and I love you. So oh, Liz, thank um, you, Liz. <laughs> yes, Judy. Yeah. So um, thank you, girl. And um, and uh thank you for being with us. Thanks for having me.
1: Thanks, Judy. Follow Judy on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Judy Gold, J-E-W-D-Y-G-O-L-D. And check out her podcast, Kill Me Now, wherever you get your pods. Bonus, join Judy, Margaret Cho, Nico Case, and so many other fab artists for Do Re Mi Too, Sexist Songs by Righteous Women, hosted by Liz Winstead. Hey, hey, that's me. It is a gas. The show streams October six 9 p.m. Eastern and is a benefit for Abortion Access Front. For tips and info, go to DorayMe2.com. And you can learn more about Ashley Underwood and Equity Forward's work at equityforwardfwd.org and on Facebook and Twitter at Equity Forward.
0: Thank you so much for listening. We are here for you as we navigate this patriarchal hellscape. We want to be a reliable hub for information and a source of humor as we face some really hard times ahead know that we're in this together we got you you like the pod please subscribe write a review give us five stars it's the best way for our podcast to reach more people and by doing so you are helping more folks learn about this assault on abortion access to keep up with all the latest reaper news between episodes follow us on social at abortion front on twitter instagram and facebook and on Abortion Access Front on YouTube and TikTok. FBK Live is edited by Remy Dutourne and is produced by Abortion Access Front.
1: Hey, want to get active in abortion justice and looking for a place to start? AAF has our training sessions up at operationsaveabortion.com and in pod form on this channel. Gather your buddies, download the toolkits, then fire up the episodes and get to work. Our workshops and activity calendar will keep you busy smashing the patriarchy and saving abortion. And it's all available at operationsaveabortion.com. And when you aren't listening to FBK Live, How We Win is an awesome pod for you. Each week, How We Win tells the stories of the people fighting to protect our democracy. You already know the news. Now, what can you do about it? How We Win is inspiring, insightful, and will give you hope, featuring fascinating interviews with experts, activists, and ordinary Americans. Each episode gives you the information you need to take action and join the fight. How We Win is hosted by campaign organizing veterans Steve Pearson and Mariah Craven, and every week they bring their own insight, humor, and hope to the most important issues facing our country today. Subscribe to the How We Win podcast on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. And together, we will win.
0: Together, we will win. And together, we are going to listen to my shameless promotion. Fuck yeah. I am doing a show in Duluth, Minnesota. Woo, 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 woo. September 15th, September fifteenth. I am visiting the fine folks of Duluth at the West Theater there are a few tickets left. If you want to go, it's at 7.30 p.m. The West Theater in Duluth, September 15th. Tickets are at thewesttheater.com. And next week on the pod, we have Cala Hales from Preferred Women's Health Center in Charlotte, North Carolina. Her clinic is one of the hotbeds of anti-abortion protests. And we will be talking to Cala about the protester escalation post-Roe and what it's like trying to get and provide abortion care in the South right now. Plus, musician, writer, performance artist, Bitch joins us. And also, side noting, Bitch, also part of this year's Do-Re-Me Too. It's a cavalcade of fun.
1: Lastly, join our Patreon. Give us money! You'll support great content and get cool FBK merch and experiences. All pledges support this pod and all our activism at Abortion Access Front. Pledge at patreon.com slash feminist buzzkills. Give a bitch some money. Fuck
0: yeah. It's not, it's not our money. The money goes to Abortion Access front. It supports production of this pod. It pays the fabulous Remy. It just does all kinds of things. So support us. We're the only pod who, on a weekly basis, covers the news with the experts you need to know. And it's the only pod coming from the activists on the ground doing their work. So bonus. All right. That's it. One more thing. We're going to leave you with a dude who shows his whole entire ass by reminding folks if you're queer or need an abortion or basically just aren't him, you deserve, well, I'll let him tell you.
4: Well, we can't just put all the abortion doctors to death because think how many abortion doctors there are. It's like, put them all to death.
1: Well, we can't get rid of all the sodomites. Everybody's got a queer uncle. Get rid of all your uncles. Who needs them anyways? They were creepy anyways.
4: Okay.
5: Feminist Buzzkills Live, the podcast from Abortion Access Front. When BS is popping, we pop off. New episodes drop Friday. If you want to support our podcast and all the work of Abortion Access Front, like, subscribe, and join our Patreon at patreon.com slash feministbuzzkills.